Good morning. Welcome to St. Matthews. Nice to stand and worship with us. Glad you guys are here. We have waited for this day. We're gathered in your name, calling out to you. Like a fire, awakening desire will burn our hearts with truth. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're saved. Your glory on our face, we're looking to the sky. Descending like a cloud, descending with us now, Lord, unveil our eyes. You're the reason we're here, you're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens, There's a place 
sing that again. You are here. You are here moving, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Waymaker. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You are here, touching every.
darkness, my God, that is you. of our circumstance. So this morning, we just, uh, we lift you up because you're worthy. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. And Lord, we just, uh, we just, uh, we love your presence. Speak to us today. Continue to move in this place. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. like to invite the children down to join me for a few minutes. How are y'all today? Okay, I brought something to show you. You probably have something like this at your house. His dad has a hammer like this. What have I got? I've got a toolbox, right? All right, so are they all the same? No. Why do we need different tools in our toolbox? What do you think? For different things. All right, so what you're telling me is that if I needed to hang a picture on my wall, I would need a specific tool. Which one would I need? screwdriver. Possibly. I would use a hammer, but there are some cases that you are correct that a screwdriver would be needed if you're needing to put one of those mounty things, because that's real specific. You could screw it and then hammer it. That's right. We can be flexible. That's correct. Um, So what if I had a new piece of furniture and I need to know if it's going to fit in my space? Which one of these things would I use? Maybe this Maybe this measurer, yeah, this measuring tape. All right, so each of these tools in this toolbox has a different purpose because we need them for different things. Now, I want you to look around our, our space this morning. Our church is God's toolbox. Did you know that? I know. Our church is like God's toolbox. So if the church is like God's toolbox, what does that make us? We're the tools. We're the tools in the toolbox. God's going to use us for lots of different things, okay? Because one person can't do everything. Just like one tool can't do everything, one person can't do everything in the church. And God has given each of us different gifts and talents. God's given each of us different gifts and different talents to use for his glory. And so we need to commit to using those talents that that we've been given. Some people have a talent for singing and leading worship, okay? And so they use that talent to glorify God. Some people have a talent for teaching, and so they use that to teach others about God. So whatever our gift or talent is, we make that commitment to use that in his toolbox to glorify him. Now, let me ask you this. If I had, if my screw in my glasses, you see how little it is? If it needed to be fixed, would the hammer be the best thing for it? Okay, I would need a what? A screwdriver. But... 
I need the little one. He's saying this big one's not the tool that I would need for that job, right? And here's the thing. I think this one might even be too big. Maybe, maybe this little bitty tiny one. Boys and girls, there's different jobs. You did go to church today. You are here, girl. Let me tell you. You are here. And you know, I wrote this down on my hand. My, my son thought I was crazy. But I wrote, in my father's house, there's a place for me. Boys and girls, it doesn't matter how big or how small we are. In this toolbox, there's a place for us. And you've got a talent that we need to use to glorify him. Okay. You can use that talent at school, too, to glorify God. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your house, and we thank you that there's a place for us in this house. Help us to commit to use those talents that you've given us, big and small, to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to worship this morning. We're glad that you are here um, Every week as we gather together and worship, especially just with opening and song together, it reminds me that there's no place I would rather be than surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ, joining our voices, joining our hearts together to praise God's holy name and to remember together his promises and his faithfulness. Because sometimes even when we do not believe it ourselves, Sometimes we come here and we have that reminder that's here that we have family. That it's here, we come however we are because there's no other place that we should be than in God's house surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ, remembering that we are never alone. And so there are a few things that I want to lift up this morning. The first is that today is our fall fest from 4 to 6 p.m. And so we hope that you will come out. And costumes are not required. Someone asked me what I was going to be, and I'm the boring person because I don't really do costumes. I'm sorry. But um, we really hope you'll come, invite your friends, join us in work in, at fall fest today. From four to six, we're going to have inflatables, we're going to have hot air balloons, horses, lots of games. And so we encourage you to come out and we'll also have live music. And so there will be fun for everyone. And then also we have our November calendar and uh, your bulletins that were handed out this morning. So I encourage you to take that home, look it over. And there's um, one big thing that I want us to remember for next week. And that's that next week is All Saints Sunday, but also with that is our next potluck and worship. And so next Sunday, we're going to go from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., and we're going to gather around the table, and I'm going to invite you to bring food, and we're going to eat together at the beginning. And it's around the table together that we're going to remember the lives of those who we've lost in the past year and to give thanks for them. But we're also going to gather around the table and talk about scripture together and about the people both living and, and deceased who have helped make us who we are. And to think about the legacy that each of us wants to leave behind. And so we, we really hope that you'll join us next week as Sign Up Genius because some of you really like that. Um, Sign Up Genius will go live tomorrow. And I'll share it on social media. But I really hope you'll join us next Sunday from 11 to 1230. And then finally, has anyone seen uh, the post about stuffing? This year, we're only giving two weeks for our church to meet a challenge. We have two weeks, so by November 10th, to collect 700 boxes of stuffing. And this, these 700 boxes of stuffing are going to go to help um, MADCAP, Madison County and Allied Against Poverty, fill boxes so that families in need in Madison County will have a meal over Thanksgiving break. So we really hope that you will help us meet this goal and beat it. So we need 700 boxes of stuffing by November 10th. I really hope that you'll join us. I ordered like, I think 24 on Amazon on sale because I'm People like to make fun of me on staff because I order so much on Amazon because you can just have it shipped to the church if you want to try that. Um, 
but uh, we really hope that you'll, you'll help us do this. But it's now at this time in worship where I'm going to invite Trent Burns up, and he is our finance chair. And Trent is going to share with us for a few minutes about why he loves St. Matthew's. Appreciate it. Good. Um, well, I'm Trent, and uh, I have with me my son's first little teddy bear. And uh, his name's Mr. Bear. He's kind of got stage fright, so he can't talk to y'all. But he has a very British accent, which my son loves whenever we talk. But uh, anyway, this was given to us by the outreach team. And it means a whole lot to me because we play with this every single day. And whenever Walker comes home from the nursery school, <clears throat> it's something that he looks forward to playing with. Um, it means a lot to me because when uh, Walker was born, the week before that, uh, my dad had some heart issues and he was at St. D in the, pediatric, in the uh, cardiology unit. And this, this church also helped pray for my father. So not only do we get a little teddy bear from the outreach team, but you guys also prayed for my father when he needed uh, some healing and, and he's doing fine. And so when I was thinking about what, what I'd say this church meant to me, I guess I kept coming back to the phrase more, which is a weird word to use. But um, the church means more to me than the privilege we get to hear Aaron speak every single day on Sunday. It means more to me than the talented band that we have that sings all the beautiful songs they sing. It means more to me than the loving nursery care workers that we give our son to every single weekday. Um, means more than the committees that we get to serve on to give back to the church. Uh, it means more than a few weeks ago. This, this room helped claim my son as, as God's whenever we uh, christened him. So all of these things are just a few examples of how this church continually shows Christ a little bit more to me and how God has more love for me than I would ever know. So I'm sales rep by trade, so I tend to leave and ask whenever I get through talking to one of my customers. And so my ask is this, if you just ask yourself, what more can you do with St. Matthew's? Because that's, that's the thing I love about this church the most is that we're continually asking, what more can we do for God? So, is that okay? When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. 
joy to be here this morning, to be in your presence, and to know that no matter what it is that each of us brings into the space this morning, that you meet each and every one of us, that you actually care. No matter how small or insignificant we may, we may feel at times or the need, that you meet us and you desire for us to just lay whatever it is that we are carrying at your feet and to release all of our stress and anxiety and, and problems and worries to you. Knowing that you, that you are more than enough. God, you are just so good. At times we may forget that. At times we may question that. But you are good. And so, Lord, it's, it's together this morning that we just come seeking your face. Seeking your word to renew us and to strengthen us and to encourage us and to challenge us. To be your people, to be your witnesses. So, Lord, we just entrust this time to you. May you speak to us. And may it only be your words. It's in your son's name we pray and trust. Amen. So today, as we finish up our series on 10,000 reasons to give thanks and praise to God for the work that he is doing here in and through this church. We're going to be looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 39 through 42. And it's these verses come at the end of the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. Where Jesus is traveling and, and he gets into this conversation with this woman. And they start talking about her life. And about faith, because the Samaritans and the, and the Jews didn't always see eye to eye on, on matters of faith. But this woman leaves this conversation and, and she goes back to her town. And, and she tells everyone, you have to come and see this man. And here's something to know whenever you're reading the Gospel of John is that whenever you see the word see, it's more than just seeing something by observing it. In the Gospel of John, to see something is to know something with your heart, with your mind. It's to understand. So it's not just observing. It's seeing something that, that we take in. So this woman goes back to her town after this conversation with Jesus. And she says, come and see. Come and see. So John 4, 39 through 42, it says, Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. You know, it, it's really easy for us to sometimes just come to church. To maybe dip our toes in a little bit. Because our world has a view that a church is a building. 
the place we go. But the church, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, is not this building. St. Matthew's United Methodist Church is us. The people of God, united by our common and shared belief in and love for Jesus. And our, and our belief that God has brought us here to fulfill his his mission that is unique to this particular group of people. Our mission is to reach out and share the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. To be a family of faith. We are the church. Wherever we are present, no matter where we are, even if we're in another country, we are St. Matthew's United Methodist Church individually. But it's collectively, when we all come together, when we all claim our place in this body of Christ, that we truly see and know and understand and experience what it means that the church is the body of Christ, that we are Christ in flesh for this world. That we see ourselves not just representing our own interests and not just representing what we feel is best for St. Matthew's, but representing Jesus Christ. So what is the church? Because I have seen so many ways that, that this body of people, this family of faith, has, has lived out what it means to be the church, to what it means to be the body of Christ. Last summer, most people who were in worship that day didn't know what had happened, but this couple came in, and they were clearly heartbroken. And people didn't know that they had just lost two of their friends in a tragic um, event. But people saw their heartbreak. And some of you not even knowing their names just went over to give them a hug and to pray with them. Because that's what the body of Christ is. Seeing people in need, seeing people hurting and surrounding them with love and prayer. One of the things that I've seen so many people take home each week, I think our most sacred document, our prayer list, that's in every bulletin. Because so many people ask us each week, how can we be in prayer for the people of this church? And people ask for updates, how can we be in prayer for those not just in our church family, but for those connected to our church family. How can we help carry one another in the week ahead? That is the body of Christ, to hold one another in prayer, no matter where we are, no matter if we know them or not. But to lift up one another to God. And to know that that is sacred work. I've seen the body of Christ at work as Sunday school classes over the years throughout various events just surround one another. Because it's not just about we should do this, but because we want to. We want to be there. We want to do life with one another. We want to be present for one another. We want to surround one another. Last year, when a little boy's father was deployed, two of the men in his mom's Sunday school class went to donuts with dad because they wanted him to have someone there. That's the body of Christ. And this, and it's, yeah, it's definitely not beautiful and they can be headaches, but when I see so many church members give of their time, which is precious, to sit in meetings for the business of the church. To me, that is the body of Christ at work because it's, 
It's you willing to give of your time away from your families, away from time that you could be doing anything else because you believe in, in what God is doing here and you want to help in ways either finance or trustees or weekday or anything in between because you believe in this work and so you give your time. I see the body of Christ at work in Christ's cover deliveries every Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas when families make it a tradition together to go and deliver meals to people in the church who've lost loved ones, who've had surgeries recently, or who are homebound because we want them to know that they are loved, that they are remembered. And these families make it a tradition. I especially love it when I see the college students come home. And that's things that they talk about when we take them cookies and talk to them about this church. The body of Christ when we come together, when we choose to be present, when we choose to invest our lives, to claim our place in the body of Christ, to give our time, to give, the, to give and use the gifts that God has placed within us, to bless and better the whole. When we choose to invest some of the money that we make each year to further the mission and ministries of this church. When we invest pieces of ourselves. Something happens. When we invest ourselves. The body of Christ, being a part of the body of Christ. It, the, being a part of the church, it comes alive. And when we, when we invest ourselves, when we invest our lives, we are able to know because we see it. We, we know more with our heart that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is at work, and that we get to be a part of it. We get to be the hands and feet of Christ. And when we invest our lives in that, when we say that we are going to be a part of this, we want to be a part of this, we see and know all the more fully the truth of a risen Savior and the truth that we get to be a part of his mission for people to know the love of God and to know the love of, of God's children. We are able to say like the people did in verse 42, is not because you or anyone else has told us, but now we have seen, we have now heard, we have experienced for ourselves. The body of Christ, sometimes we will see the ugly. Sometimes we will feel the hurt because it's a group of broken people who come together. But more than that, when we invest our lives, we will see and experience and know the beautiful and the miraculous. We will see forgiveness. We will see self-sacrificial love. We will see. We will see the body of Christ at work. And we will know God at work, not just in the church as a whole, but in us individually. So the question is, what, what part will each of us play? What part will each of us play in, in what God wants to do in and through this body in 2020? Today's the, the day that we call Commitment Sunday because, because we believe that it is a commitment that we make to this church family to say this is what, what part I'm willing to play for others to see and to know the love of God. And so in the closing part of worship today, we're going to invite you to come up just as the worship band is playing and, and to place in the offering plates your attendance sheets, your offering, to place in the home bucket 
the financial commitment cards or any other things on the, the little cards on your chairs. Any other reasons that you want to, to write down and to name why you're thankful for this church, why you're thankful for, for God at work here, and to place it in the home bucket. Because we want to celebrate not just our commitment, we want to celebrate the ways that God has been at work. And also, if you have any gifts that you are willing to give to this church, or if it's sometimes just time, or you're not sure, on the back of your attendance, sh- attendance sheets that are on each row, I'm going to invite you to write down any ways that you are willing to invest your gifts, invest your time in this church family. Because we want everyone here to experience the power of what it means to not just go to church, but to be the church, to be the body of Christ. Because because there is nothing better than being a part of a church and being a part of what God is doing. So as I invite the worship team back up, I invite you to take your time. And if you're not ready today, that's fine. But to prayerfully consider and think about what part each of us can play. If you're a youth or an older kid, fifth grade and up, I'm going to encourage you to to think about the gifts that you have. The ways that you can contribute. Because our vacation Bible school and Trinity Missions Vacation Bible School cannot happen without our youth. And there's a survey on our website that if you go to the website that I'm going to encourage all adults and youth to go to, to think about the ways that we can use our gifts. That each of us can claim our place in the body of Christ. And all of the, especially the little ones who help us clean up after worship, can show us that everyone plays a part in what it means to be St. Matthew's. And so what part will each of us play? How will we help this body of Christ come alive in 2020? Let us pray. God, you are so good to invite us to be your witnesses, to be your hands and feet. That in every way that, that you want us, that you want to use us, that sometimes we may discount ourselves or just say we're too stretched. But you invite us and say, you have a part in the story I wanna tell here. You have a place in the body of Christ. You have talents that each of us is called. Each of us is worthy to help show and share your love. At St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. Amen.
stop looking for ways to be his hands and feet so that the whole world may know the truth of a risen Savior. Go forth in peace and bring your food next week. We'll see you. Bye. Go forth in peace. Amen. That's it. <laughs>